big finish for the love of stories. aren't I? <laughs> I mean, all over again. <laughs> yes, you are, Joe. <laughs> you changed your mind. We can pop back in the TARDIS and take you home if you... Oh, if you... Miss an Alien Planet? Whoa, the first one I've seen in so long. Oh, you've got to be joking, Doctor. Oh, gosh, I... But you know... I, I'd forgotten how much I've missed this. I mean... Look at it, Doctor. An alien city with an alien sky and... Oh, and... Uh-oh. Sounds like alien police. Don't tell me. Someone's in trouble. <laughs> oh, yes. This feels like the old days already. <laughs> Where's that coming from? Oh, down here, Doctor. Look. Ah, yes. I see. Hmm. Not exactly your average Bobby, is it? Like a cross between a robot and a sort of mini-tank. Very 49th century, I imagine. Yes. Odd combination. Android features with an industrial chassis. Unless the people here all have caterpillar tracks. Reminds me of a... of a bomb disposal robot. Something of the sort. But public facing. Hence the facsimile of human features. Hang on, seems to be... Pulling over that hover car. Oh, I think he's taking control of it. Useful trick for a traffic cop. Oh. oh, I wonder what the driver's done wrong. I mean, they were hardly speeding. Be advised, citizen. Your rating exceeds the threshold for non-autonomous vehicle control. Failsafe override has been engaged. For your safety, please exit the vehicle. What? But, but I'm safe. For your safety, please exit the vehicle. Okay. Okay. This vehicle will be placed in secure parking. E-receipt issued. Go safe, citizen. Be advised, your rating is 720.2. 
point two? I'm over by point two? Come on, I can't afford an auto drive and I have to work. Uh, hang on. That robot's stolen his car. Uh, seems a bit off, doesn't it? Come on, Doctor, let's see if we can help. Uh, steady on, Joe. We don't know the whole picture. Oh, all the more reason to investigate. Isn't that what we used to do <laughs> in the old days? <laughs> <laughs> the old days. Whoa, there. Oh, oh. oh you made me jump. <laughs> Hello. Noticed you fixing to intervene with that conservator down there. The what? <laughs> Figured you were new. The robot down there. It's just turfed that poor soul out onto the curb. It did. Uh, how do you do? I'm um... uh, just about to tell your friend here that if you get involved, you won't be doing that driver no kindness. Really? And why is that? Step over here and I'll elucidate matters. Oh, into a shadowy corner with a stranger. Oh, no, I'm not going to hurt you. I just don't want to be seen with you, that's all. Oh, thanks a lot. Hmm. Well, it looks as though the drama is over anyway. Well then, as I was about to say, I'm the Doctor. And I'm Joe, Joe Jones. Wendell, Beers, but due respect, I don't want to get acquainted. Nothing personal, I can just tell you're off-worlders. Is that a problem? No, not for me. But Premier Maldon sees it different. Thinks Viltris is safer alone. Galactic Union visitors get a minimum hazard rating of 642. I see. Some sort of risk-assessed social credit. The higher your rating, the more you're restricted, is that it? Mm. Like the poor fellow down there losing his license. Right. And associating with high-risk individuals is a risk unto itself. Which is why I'm telling you not to get involved in anything here. Best leave the way you came. But we don't have a rating. Oh, saints. I didn't hear that. Oh, sounds like a pretty ridiculous system to me. I mean, how can you ever be sure that these risk assessments are fair? The conservators. The what? The machines enforce everything with highfalutin computer logic. No Viltran biases involved. But that's worse. <laughs> Why? A state exists to protect its citizens. Ours has uncommon clarity. That's Drek and you know it. Oh, bedevil it, child. Get inside. You know what it was like before that tyrant stuck his boot in. Tyrant? Um, hello. Don't speak to my kin. Oh. You got me to fill you in. No need to tarnish their record. I'll talk to who I want. Oh, sure. Right up till you're talking to the servos. Oh, whatever. I'm going shopping. Well, uh, oh, nice to meet you, I guess. Uh, Stay out of the red zones. Best you take your leave now, too. Well, what a charming fellow. <laughs> not, not a particularly charming world so far, is it? <laughs> yes, it does seem to have its troubles. Tell me what it was that young Lair palmed here. Ah, so you noticed. A business car? An address. Seems we've been invited somewhere. But why? Well, from Lair's attitude, I bet it's some kind of underground meeting. Should we go? It could mean trouble. Yes. Just like the old times, right? Just like old times, Joe. You 
have my absolute sympathy. The finance ministry cannot possibly rationalise freezing accounts as financial security. Yours is not an isolated case. We're planning action the ministry can't ignore. For now, one of my people will arrange a credit chip for you. Petros, I want to move tonight. Have the packages arrived? Hour ago. They're at the safe house. Good. We move in two hours. Um, we're here for the meeting. I've got a card somewhere. Uh, ah, yes, here it is. Here we go. Hmm. Better come in. So, our clandestine conclave awaits. Hmm. Are we sure we want to do this? There's a lot of tension in the room, Doctor. Well, we don't have to stay, you know. We could go somewhere more... Relaxing. <laughs> you mean like Sparadon or Peloton? <laughs> oh, I haven't forgotten the TARDIS's idea of a day out. <laughs> Look, Joe, what I'm trying to say is I can't promise things won't get risky again. I know you have a family now. That's true. But Dr. Cliff and I went around the world fighting for peace and justice on Earth. Oh, my goodness, we face plenty of danger without a TARDIS to get us out of it. And I never once took a risk without being sure my loved ones would be okay. I'm not going into anything blind, even if I do forget my specs sometimes. Of course. Sorry, Joe, I didn't mean to. Hey, hey you two! Ah, Blair, was it? Well, now we can do the introductions. Joe Jones, lovely to meet you. And I'm the Doctor. Blair, again. <laughs> Let's check for real this time. Oh. <laughs> I assume your father doesn't know you're here. No one does. This spot's unmonitored. Maldon squats on so much data, places get lost. As far as the conservators know, there's nobody here. Forty-four hazard vectors detected in Precinct 4 operation zone. Premier Maldon, critical update. Update me. Precinct 4 sting operation has diverged from expectation. Two additional threat vectors are present in operational area without risk profiles. No identities. Assessing surveillance data. I can't promise things won't get risky again. Fighting for peace and justice on Earth. Plenty of danger without a TARDIS. Took a risk going into anything blind. Joe Jones. And I'm the Doctor. New risk profiles identified. The Doctor. Joe Jones. Hazard ratings evaluated in 99th percentile. Outsiders? This is a... Big group to keep hidden. Vicane understands the system. She knows how to hide things. Vicane? She's the expert on Maldon's regime. Yes. You've mentioned this Maldon before. You really are outsiders, aren't you? Well, you've landed yourself in Maldon's protectorate union. Has it always been like this? No. Twelve years ago, it was the Commonwealth of Algonia, Bizel and Kazlan. Maldon was a grand actuary of Algonia. Big data stuff. Forecasting. I see. Then, one day, he got border-crunching numbers and staged the coup. V saw it all. Oh, here she comes! Welcome. I am Vicane. 
I know some here tonight are uncertain what I and my comrades stand for. Perhaps you have heard us invoke the right to risk. It means the freedom of all people to make informed decisions on their own well-being. A right progressively stripped from us since Premier Maldon's illegitimate coup. Many here have experienced the reality of our safe new world firsthand. They took my mother's home. They won't let me see my partner. This is the reality of Maldon's protectorate. He says he's given us security, but in reality, he's taken our liberty. We told the family's ministry it was unacceptable that parenthood raises your rating. They declared it was balanced by a reduction during old age and smeared us as the campaign for unsafe families. Voice sprint analysis identifies priority target, Viking, with 97.2% certainty. Operational deployment Sigma. Round them up. We saw the idea that the social hazard rating has liberated us. But no. Highly rated actions are censored irrespective of circumstance. People are locked up. Lose their livelihoods for no good reason. She is quite the orator. How can a government do that? Because Maldon's popular. The Interior Ministry runs demographic models to maximise his rating. They've convinced people the alternative is anarchy, what he calls Forecast 53. And it is for that society that I dedicate our fight. They deem protest an intractable risk. Very well. Let us become a threat equally intractable so long as their oppression remains. Conservators! Rumbled! They're on every door! For your safety, remain in place. Excuse me, it's Joe, but I am. Joe Jones, be advised. For your safety, you are being detained for safekeeping. No, I'm not. Get off me, you great lunk. Jack, sonic screwdriver, catch. Got it. Do not It's working. Come on. I think we can make it. I have to help V. This is a raid. They'll be targeting the ringleaders. I'll get Viking, Joe. You get out while you can. Oh, but... This way! Out! Into the truck! Right! She is! Citizen Viking, be advised. You are committing a level one breach of safety. She's on board! But where's the doctor? Go! Go! Critical threat vectors departing operation zone. The destination forecast uncertain. Someone screwed up. Me. You? 
I should have known this was a sting. Maldon probably created the surveillance blind spot on purpose. Anyway, who are you? Oh, hello, sorry. Um, now hang on, you're Lair's auntie? I... yes. Look, Lair's with my friend, a doctor. Did you see what had happened to them? I did. They got between me and the machines. I had to take my chance. The fight is too important. You gave them up? I'm sorry. For what it's worth, I tried to keep Lair away from all this. They're the last link I have to my sister. If I'd had another choice... Well, what will happen to them? They've been taken to safekeeping. Safekeeping? Well, I suppose that doesn't sound too bad. It means they're being held without trial. What? Well, then we've got to help them. They're gone. We need to be likewise. Call ahead! We're moving things up in the air in 20. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry, but I've got to find the doctor. Come on, let me out now. You won't last long out there. Look, I don't care. I'll go to Lair's father. He should hear what's happening. Fine. Slow it down. We're making a drop. Thanks. Really sorry. You didn't tell her. We're going her way. Safer if she's not involved. Safekeeping? What have you dragged Lair into? Nothing. They already had the address. They were visiting their auntie. Vicane. She won't stop till she destroys this family. She said the doctor's in safekeeping too. They were taken together. They'll hold them at the conservatory. Conservatory? Conservatory. Conservatory HQ. It's a fortress. Oh, right. Then that's where I'm going. <laughs> is that what you do? Is it just barrel into disaster? Conservatories in Kazlan, across the border. Checkpoint will pick you up in an instant. Listen, darling, it won't be my first border crossing, or my last. We haven't all lived a quiet life, you know. <laughs> oh. You might make it with an unregistered flyer. Where do I get one of those? You don't, I do. Old military connections. We haven't all had a quiet life. Right. Thank you. Uh, but I don't want to get you into any trouble. I'm not doing it for you. This is for Lair. Well, um, as paddy wagons go, I must admit it's nicer than most. Get arrested a lot, do you? <clears throat> Malden doesn't scrimp on infrastructure. We'll be locked away in a five-star cell. Dad's gonna lose it. And your mother? Where is she? She died during the coup. Oh, I'm... I'm sorry. It's why V hates Maldon. She was the captaincy of the Commonwealth Special Services. Mum followed V in. That's where she met Dad. V blames herself for not joining the Loyalists. Dad blames himself for not staying with Mum. Hold on. You mean your aunt was fighting for Maldon? She hardly seemed his biggest fan. V hates Maldon because he duped her into believing President Jenrick was a danger to everyone. Maldon waited till Jenrick was ousted before making his move, and by then he controlled half the armed forces. Dad defected, but V didn't, so neither did Mum. Mum died during the Kaslan border campaign. It's just been Dad and me since. Well, I can see the origins of Maldon's overprotective regime after all that conflict. Be advised. 
Prisoner Transport 292, now docked at Transfer Bay D. For your safety, please stand clear of the ramp. Well, here we are. Doctor, I'm kind of scared. Well, don't worry, Leia. I'll keep you safe. The best thing you can do for that young citizen, Doctor, is to never see them again. You! Premier Maldon, I presume. Uh, look, I'm sorry. It's not you who's responsible for there, it's me. Not something you'd understand. I have children too. You do? Yes, seven. And Fourteen grandchildren and a few great-grandchildren now. Oh, you've got kin? And you live like this? If that doctor truly did right by you, he'd have left you where you were. No, it was my choice to come along, Wendell, not the doctor's. Besides, didn't you say you were a soldier? Not exactly a risk-free profession. <laughs> I didn't expect a civil war, did I? I was just a lad when I joined. Zanita and I, uh, that's Leia's mother, we met in the service. We had 17 years of peacetime before Maldon. Anyway, border's coming up. Oh, sensor sweep, they pinged us. Oh, hell. What's that? Override unit, every vehicle has one. Conservators are seizing control. Right, well, we'll see about that. Oh, what did you do? Use the doctor's sonic screwdriver, and hopefully I just short-circuited that little box. It's alive, woman. We should have surrendered. Why? When we can get away. <laughs> you better hope we can. For your safety, please exit the vehicle. Welcome, Doctor. Am I indeed? Tyrant, come to tie the noose yourself. McBeers, I believe. I take no interest in you, be thankful for it. Take them. No need to grub me, I'm cooperating. For your safety, please keep hands and feet on board the conservator at all times. The news model, porter and conveyance in one. Lair! Where's it taking them? Processing like any other criminal. So why don't I get the rickshaw treatment? You are an anomaly, Doctor. You require exceptional measures. Where are we? Nowhere. Waste ground. But this is as far as I dare go into conservatory airspace. We walk from here. All oh, right. Well, it's a lovely morning for it. Wow, just look at that sunrise. Come on, focus. I'm perfectly capable of keeping my spirits up without no. getting distracted. Thank you, darling. Mm. <laughs> for your safety, be advised. This is a dynamic threat area. Rating changes may be volatile. Please, remain conscious of your rating. If in doubt, please vacate the area. 
already starting. Good. We need the distraction. There'll be a lot of them. Has to be. Maldon wants a world without risk. I'll make him the biggest danger of all. This is it. Let's hope these passes were worth the cost. Oh, gosh. Crowds already. And it's barely dawn. Yeah. Oh, surely they're not tourists. Protesters. Right to risk. Damn, this makes everything twice as dangerous. Oh, the Doctor and I have seen much worse than this. Once you face the Daleks, oh, it puts everything into perspective. Face what? <laughs> anyway, your Doctor's not here now, is he? He's got himself arrested. Oh, that's par for the course. He's just getting started. And I've got a plan. Deal of good that'll do if you're arrested too. That is the plan, darling. <laughs> You! Whoa! Yoo-hoo! You can serve a thing! You want dangerous! Hey! Well, try talking to me! Four charges for the East Quadrant. Detonator's already mounted. I just need to wire them up. You good? I've got it. I guess. I won't see you again. No. You better go, Petros. By Kane? Wendell! What are you doing with those antiques? <laughs> what are you doing here? I'm getting lair out of the mess you made for them. Those are ironite munitions. Mementos of the core. But the blast radius. You'll destroy the whole complex. No security without liberty. When the so-called safest place on Viltris falls, people will see Maldon's security and his precious forecast 53 for the lie that it is. No! no! Uh! Oh. Wow! Oh, I haven't had this much fun getting arrested in a long time. For your safety, please keep hands and feet on board Conservator. <laughs> Spoil sport. Now, you better be locking me up with the doctor, you know. Analysis indicates interaction with Doctor increases incidence of risk-taking behaviour. Oh, but splitting us up is the most dangerous thing you could do. You know, people have tried it and it never ends well. You should see what happened to Atlantis. Processing. Thank you for your input. Feedback. Threat posed by the Doctor will soon be reduced to zero. Uh... What exactly does that mean? It's going to be rather cosy in here if you insist on keeping that tin thug with you. I'm not so foolish as to let you get me alone, Doctor. It's clear from our analysis that you're a dangerous man. Well, anywhere can be dangerous in the wrong circumstances, but this is hardly a war zone. Anymore. So you know something of our history. Enough. Then surely you understand why I must take every measure to ensure violence and destruction never return to this world. It's one thing to protect your population. It's quite another to deprive them of liberty. Yes, you are a fighter, Doctor, aren't you? Only as a means to a peaceful end. I can see how it's necessary to subject you to the ultimate sanction. Ultimate? Neutralize him. What? Now just wait a moment. Threat neutralization in progress. 
neutralized. rather cosy in here if you insist on keeping that tin thug with you. I'm not so foolish as to let you get me alone, Doctor. It's clear from our analysis that you're a dangerous man. Well, anywhere can be dangerous in the wrong circumstances, but this is hardly a war zone anymore. So you know something of our history? Enough. Then surely you understand why I must take every measure to ensure violence and destruction never return to this world. It's one thing to protect your population. It's quite another to deprive them of liberty. Yes, you are a fighter, Doctor, aren't you? Only as a means to a peaceful end. I can see how it's necessary to subject you to the ultimate sanction. Ultimate? Neutralize him. What? Now just wait a moment. Threat neutralization in progress. Doctor, neutralized. Neutralized him. Isn't this regime supposed to be all about protecting people from danger? Are you. No, you, you, you can't. Be advised. Have, you, you will now be returned to the upright position. For your safety, please do not struggle. Oh. Put me down! For their safety, occupants are advised to stand away from the door. Joe! Doctor! Oh! I thought... I thought they killed you. Incorrect. The doctor has been neutralized. Well, I'm not neutralized now, am I? All threat potential eliminated. Priority hazard amended to separation of Doctor and Joe Jones. Splitting us up is the most dangerous thing you could do. Traditionally, Joe, you're supposed to say... We mean you no harm. Well, it got me here, didn't it? Be advised. Cell now locking. For your safety, please do not attempt to escape. So, what did they do? Just sort of knock you out? Yes, merely neutralised, apparently. Not the most pleasant sensation, and I'm not at all sure why they did it. Well, never mind that now. Um... Shall we get out of here? Well, <laughs> for the instruments of a risk-suppressing regime, these conservators are fortuitously gullible, aren't they? Give it to me, and I'll alter the setting so we can be out of here in a jiffy. Ah! Doctor, what, what's the magic? You, you, you've gone all gold and sparkly. Ah, microscopic robots! Infused throughout my system to prevent me performing dangerous actions. Ah. Oh. So that's what Maldon meant by the ultimate sanction. Ah. Oh. On second thought, you'd better keep the sonic screwdriver. Just twist the top three times and push it down a notch. Uh, 
Like that. Yes, that should do the trick. Right. Well, off we go then. Well, we should probably decide where it is we're actually. Ah! <gasps> what in the. It seems these robots think it's too dangerous for you to leave here. Oh, oh, oh for heaven's sake! So, you're still better than me in unarmed combat. In a way, I've never stopped fighting. And I just gave up, that what you think? Well, didn't you? To make sure your sister's child, my child, was safe. Maybe I did. And maybe you should stop blaming yourself for Maldon taking control. I was in command of the Special Services. When I flipped to his side, the whole corps did, and that turned the rest of the army. Zanita and I should have joined the Loyalists like you did. Ah, it didn't make any difference in the end, though, did it? It's time to make a difference now. Start again. Don't try to stop me, Wendell. This whole lot's rigged to blow. Vicane. V. The conservatory is three clicks square. Even accounting for servos, there's hundreds of people here. Hundreds. Maybe thousands. Your people, too. You'll kill them all. Sometimes people have to die to change minds. You mean like Zanita? You changed your mind about Maldon when your sister died, didn't you? I should... should have saved her. But you couldn't. How many times? It was a heart attack. Maldon had no part in it. But if she hadn't been fighting for him, then maybe... Maybe, maybe. Life's full of maybes, V. Anything can kill you. And there isn't any meaning, it's not political, it's just death. She didn't die fighting. She died of a heart attack, in a bed, on a ward, behind the lines. And she would have died whichever side she was on. Zanita didn't die for anything. And you aren't fighting for her. You're fighting out of guilt. Well, at least I'm fighting! Lair. Okay, then. Get them out. And the rest, your crew, you! Just... go. Oh, they really don't want you to go. Perhaps I can catch them off guard. Nope. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it is funny, though. Joe! This is serious. <laughs> if we don't leave soon, a conservator will come by and lock us in again. Ah, speak of the devil. Those aren't tracks. Those are footsteps. Oh, uh, what? Wendell! Shh! Blazes, are you doing sat there with the door open? The doctor can't leave. Threat neutralization. I'm being moithered by minuscule minders. What do you mean? Microscopic robots stopping me from taking risks. Very possibly Maldon's ultimate plan, when he's built up the resources to implement it. Well, you can't stay here. By Kane, he's going to bring the whole fortress down. What? She's used the protest as a distraction to plant munitions in the foundations. No, but Lair trusted her. Oh, well, what have I been telling you? Lair doesn't understand real danger. And now they're trapped here too. Hmm. But maybe we aren't. You machines! You must have some form of sensors. Are you listening? 
This building is going to be destroyed. Staying here puts me in terrible danger. Did it work? Only one way to find out. Success! Now we begin an evacuation. Lair's in the next cell block. Lead the way. The conservators no doubt share a network. Once we can find one, we can get the message out to all of them. This is a dynamic threat area. Rating changes may be volatile. Citizen, be advised. Your rating is 1097.2. You are in excess of risk thresholds. You are now under caution. For your safety, you will be taken to safety. Please do not resist. Get off me, servo! For your safety. For your safety. Warning! Conservator unit disabled. This is now a classification 5 danger zone. We should speed up. I'm afraid I can't go any faster. These nanites won't let me exert myself beyond a jog. I thought we would have seen someone by now. Maldon's automated the personnel out at most jobs. Conservator! Threat vectors detected. Joe Jones, the doctor. Citizen Wendell Pierce. Be advised, you are not permitted in this area. You are in the company of high-risk individuals. Your rating is 487.8. For your safety, please explain. Listen here, the whole blasted conservatory is going to blow. By Kane, you know that name, yes? She's wiring the place to explode. Everyone is in danger here. You've got to evacuate. Threat identification requires rapid assessment. For your safety, please wait whilst I communicate with control. There's no time for that! You have to evacuate everyone now! Be advised, the Conservator Network is experiencing unprecedented disruption due to an external priority risk event. The protest. Estimated veracity of provided data? Low. You will be taken for safekeeping. Please wait whilst they summon additional units. Oh! Three twists back, one notch. Please wait whilst the ship. Well done, Joe Jones. Now, all we have to do is find someone capable of independent thought. Precisely. Wendell? Administrative block, but I can't come with you. I've got to find Lair. Can you manage alone? <laughs> Twenty years services extraction training. Never thought as I'd use it again, mind. Well, look, you better take the sonic screwdriver. Oh. All right, then uh, this data pad is for you. Floor plans. They should get you where you're going. Thank you. These are the foundations. If I'm reading this right, we should be able to cross the whole complex down here. Doctor, that column... Yes, it's here on the plan. Now, I'd say we're 12 degrees east I of... think there's a bomb on it. I mean, it looks like a bomb. Ah, which shouldn't be too hard to defuse. Let me take a look. Oh! Oh, this is too much. Um, perhaps I can do it. Joe, you've never disarmed a bomb in your life. Haven't I? Oh, now listen, Doctor, you've been a huge part of my life, but you haven't been all of it. Right, let's see. Uh, are you sure about this? Don't think we have much choice, do we? There. Good start. Casing's off now. Um, oh, let's have a look at the gubbins inside. Gubbins? 
Joe, look. It was, um, I think it was late 80s, right? Um, some people we knew, well, they joined the um, ALF. Um, started going too far. Um, this Vicane woman reminds me of them. Ah, there it is. Detonator. Now, that's what I learned. I mean, just in case. Excellent, Joe. Just got to take the the core out now without touching the sides. Oh, well, here goes. Magnificent, Joe. You've done it. Only who knows how many more of these things Auntie V has planted. Wait a minute. What is it? The conservators. They even look like bomb disposal robots. They could do it. Here, take the map. You get to the control room and convince Maldon of the threat. Take the detonator as proof. Yes, then he can sort of reprogram the conservators. But what about you? Well, I can't find every bomb, but I might find Vicane. If I can stop her triggering them, then we have all the time in the world. She could be dangerous. Well, actually, Joe. I'm counting on it. What is the fulfillment probability of forecast 53? Default query returns 49.2% and increasing. No, 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 no. It will not exceed 50%. I will not tolerate violence on my streets. Priority override. Detain and disarm. Physical force designation. Minimum risk. Updates disseminated. There. Cut! Get moving. I'll explain on the way. That's it. Just get moving. Oh, damnation, child. I've got plenty to say, but now isn't the place. Your accursed aunt is going to vaporise the whole damn building. What? It's just what I said, which is why we've got to move. But I'm glad you're safe. Really glad. Now, hustle. What? Are you in charge? It's very important. Joe Jones. How unpredictable. You have to listen. It's Vicane. She wants to blow you all up. Joe Jones from Off World, first observed on Viltris attending an illicit meeting organised by the dissident leader Vicane. The self-same dissident you now claim wishes to blow us all up. Care to explain? Vicane organised the protest to distract you and your machines. She's planting bombs in the foundations. She thinks destroying your conservatory will make a point. Here, here's a bit of bomb I disarmed. Interesting. Interesting? Hmm. A higher likelihood than I anticipated. Very well. Model optimal search pattern for explosive devices. Execute search as priority. Exception. No units to be recalled from the capital danger zone. Thank you, Joe Jones. You've done a service to safety. Speaking of which, where is the doctor? I understand that separating you is a cause for concern. 
I hope he isn't taking any undue risks. Last one. Everything's in place. This is it. Petros? Oh, sorry if I came. This blasted neutralization nonsense. I don't suppose you'd consider disarming yourself. Explain yourself now, or I'll bring the roof down on us both. No, thought not. Then I suppose we'll have to talk. I'm the doctor. Oh, the off-worlder. I met your friend. If you want to help, be elsewhere. Well, that's the thing, you see. I do sympathize. I recognize tyranny when I see it. But I can't agree with your course of action. It's too late to stop me. By force, certainly. But perhaps not by reason. Think about who you're fighting for. They're going to die, too. Far more will be hostage to Maldon's rule if I don't. You intimated the right to risk was the right to informed decisions. Are you giving those people out there that? They can't make those choices. There's too much they don't understand. Isn't that just how Maldon thinks? Last chance, Doctor. Leave now, or I'll bury us both. I'm afraid that's out of the question. Then we die. What? What? What are you doing? Get, get up! Oh, I'm exceedingly glad that worked. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't move my hand. What have you done? What are these things? My little golden friends are keeping me out of trouble by physical restraint, if needs be. I was hoping that if I got close enough, that would include inhibiting outside threats. It's over. Conservator thing is to disarm them, but we didn't know how long we got, so the doctor said we should split up. He could persuade Vikane and I could persuade you to stop the bombs, I mean. Well, that is, he could persuade her not to blow them up, and I could persuade you to defuse them, and then we could both persuade you that you've been making a mistake. You are a fascinating outlier, Joe Jones. Your doctor, doubly so. It is statistically impossible to determine whether it is safer at your side or one billion miles away. <laughs> Sounds about right. It's not a recommendation. The confidence value of 50% renders all conclusions invalid. That's the difference between us. I know I've made things better. You mean you've made everything you don't like illegal? Why don't I know what's happening out there? We are experiencing an... Unprecedented escalation in baseline public hazard. Divergence from existing forecasts is at a 68% high. Attempts to detain and disarm have prompted some citizens to deploy weapons. Capital danger zone now category 6. Enough. Priority update. Incapacitate them if you have to. Get those guns out of their hands. Updating protocols. Incapacitation. Citizens. Priority. Raised. Update. Disseminated. It sounds like your conservators lack the bandwidth for the situation, Premier Maldon. But don't worry. I've neutralized one threat for them. Hello, sir. We're nearly out. Nobody seems interested in stopping us. 
bigger, more important concerns, like not getting killed by your mad aunt. I knew she was dangerous, but I didn't think... You didn't think, and you didn't know. Yes, I did. You think you understand, hiding in your room every day for 12 years. The world's changed, Dad. You might know how things were, but you've no idea how they are now. I know Vicane is dangerous. So do I. But she started something. People realise what they'd lost. Did you you never think that if we got the word out, if more people were involved, then the movement wouldn't be all about her anymore? It's not about... It never should have been... There had to be another way. Exactly. Like showing two interested aliens beyond Maldon's control the true face of the Union. (laughs) I'll be damned. I knew what I was doing, Dad. You didn't tell me any of this. Thinking about it would have torn you apart. Child, all of this tears me apart. I'm... I'm sorry. All right, well... Best we get gone. Through here, it's a back way. Be advised, you are in violation of security edicts. For your safety, please remain calm. This is now a classification of five danger zone. Hell! Dad! I think I've caught a shot! Doctor, the conservators are disarming the bombs. Great work, Joe. Cowards. The Doctor and Captain Vicane Bray. I must have the most dangerous person on the planet in my office. I just can't say which of you it is. I'm not your captain. You were. You were? Once. Until I understood the lie of his security. When I returned from the front, I found him expanding production of the conservators. So what is this? Just a personal vendetta for both of you? I knew you'd turn the moment you got back. I should have killed you then. And you, Doctor, have I made the same mistake with you? What do your computers say? I evaluated your execution. The forecasters returned a unanimous risk assessment of incalculable. They've never done that before. Because real life doesn't fit into ones and zeros. Uh, Of course it does. Opinion and sentiment are semantic constructs, but objective reality is pure data. Then perhaps you should consider user error, because something's not adding up. Predicted parameters outside expected bounds. Realization of forecast 53 now returns 100% probability. No! Impossible! Impossible! So you finally admit the system is fallible. Sorry, forecast 53? What is it? It's an inflection point, a precipice on which society stands. If I am idle, it will fall. It's a prediction of social collapse. He showed it to me 12 years ago to compel my allegiance. I had the solution. But the president demanded an alternative. An answer that ignores the data is no answer at all. You once agreed. I was a soldier, not a statistician. Of course I agreed. My only understanding came from you. Look, if it's so bad, why wouldn't your president listen? Ignorance, indolence, willful oblivion. Jenrick's administration was always lax. National character decayed under successive liberal regimes. The rigour and responsibility of functional civilization became unfashionable. The people were a danger to themselves, to others, and to me. People don't threaten you just by existing. 
You're not protecting them. You're just indulging your own stupid phobias. If not for me, society would have burned. Oh, so you're everyone's saviour, are you? You haven't seen the data. I don't have to. It's obvious, isn't it? Everything that's happened today, this is your Forecast 53. What? Well, think about it. If your computer's really that clever, they would have predicted your actions too. They saw disaster coming because of your regime. Oh, you obviously don't have children, or you'd know. If you forbid something completely, you guarantee it'll happen. Joe, I think you've got it. You're right. It's not possible. It's not just possible, it's highly probable, and I think you know it. On some level, you realized your coup was part of the calamity it claimed to prevent became ever more irrational in trying to make it otherwise. It wasn't a forecast at all. It was a self-fulfilling prophecy. The most dangerous person on your planet is in the room. It's you. <laughs> all of it. It was all for nothing. Wound. I reckon I got winged by a ricochet. Oh, it's not going to make it any easier to get out of here, though. Oh. Be advised, this is a classification six danger zone. Oh. For your safety, you will now be taken to safekeeping. Please, do not resist. Hell with that. Do not Great, it's blocking the way. Well, we'll go around the back. Can you manage? Things manage any better by dawdling. Oh! Peter, one of those dumb servers can't give us a lift. Be advised, this is a classification six dangers. For your safety, you will now be taken to safety. Be advised, physical restraint and in and in incapacity. Oh! Classification six dangers. Keep coming like that, we're in trouble. Premier, if I were you, I'd see this as a liberation. You've been running from your own shadow. Now you can stop. Realign your policies. Heed the people. No, 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 no. I could ruin everything. The, the risk. There is no risk. Ah, how right you are, Joe Jones. The conservators have completed their sweep of the building. Soon they will have reined in the delinquents on the street. Only one risk to society remains. The three of you. Be advised. You will be taken to safekeeping. Please do not resist. Oh, Joe! Oh. Let go of her, sir. Thank you, Premier. I thought the doctor would never leave my side. Ironically, your security measures have put you in greater danger. You didn't check her for weapons? I couldn't even if I wanted to. Your neutralization nonsense saw to that. Conservators, why are you just standing there? They know you'll be dead before they can disarm me. Be advised, this assessment corresponds to internal evaluation. Why wasn't this predicted? Current, current events are causing unprecedented network strain. The system is corrupted. Your conservators are glitching. You've been using force in the name of safety, and it's a fundamental contradiction. How often do you override the programming to obtain your desired result? Ever more frequently, I imagine. 
You're the victim of your own autocracy. But I'll give you a chance. Order the conservators to kill me. What? She's crazy. Sadly, I think she knows exactly what she's doing. Do it. Prove that the system can only protect your life by taking mine. That your society values lives only at your discretion. Let me win. Who would know? We will. No, Joe Jones, you'll be dead. Oh, so you've stopped pretending this is about anything but you, then? It's about saving society from itself. No one will know of your victory. You will. You'll always know it's a sham. Show me the feed from the square. Pardon? On screen, show me. See? The chaos. You can't rein this in. No one's safe. Your system's already failed. Either I win today or I win tomorrow. Whether or not I live to see it, I'm done. Done? People are dying. Your comrade... Oh, Doctor, Doctor, tell her. No, she's quite right. To eliminate risk entirely, things must first get more dangerous. What? You see, Premier, you and I have the same dilemma. To save the many, the few must die. All right. System update. Protocol. Force lethal. Implement. Alert. Lethal force risk classification. Absolute. I don't care about the risks. Updating. Protocol. Force. Lethal. Implemented. Doctor, you can't seriously... You, Doctor, you can't let them do this. You will be decided. Reasonable force classification. Extreme. I'm getting really tired of this. What's wrong with them? Why can't they tell they're making things worse? Be advised. You have taken hostile action towards conservator system apparatus. For your safety, you will be updated. Be advised. Reasonable force classification. Lethal. What? For your safety, you will be executed. Executed? Ken was right. The screwdriver! I think that's that. Dad! Oh. Oh. I've got you, Lair. I've always had you. This system has encountered an error and needs to restart. What? Please, stand by. What's going on? Maybe the doctor. This system has encountered an error. Needs to close. Please, stand by. You tricked them, didn't you, Doctor? What? You knew that that was going to happen? Of course. Sorry about this. <coughs> Aha! That was a Tarovian neck pinch. And if I can do that, it means I'm free of those microscopic menaces. What have you done? I've saved your life for the second time today. Authorizing lethal force was an impossible paradox. The final straw. The system is purging the faulty code. With any luck, it's reverting to its original purpose. Twelve years. Twelve years tiresomely marshalling these sick people towards sanity. Wasted. 
Civilian Emergency Response System online. I am Response Servitor A9. I am here for your safety. Citizen Oberon Malvon, you have committed a crime. I will monitor you until civilian authorities arrive. For your information, you are charged with the following acts. Sedition, treason, declaration of an illegal war, conspiracy to murder, breach of sovereignty. Advice. I am a response servitor. I am here for your safety. If you require emergency services, please ask. They're finally doing what they're meant to. <laughs> I make good wheelchairs, at least. For your safety, please keep arms and legs on board the servitor. Lair! <laughs> Seems everyone's had a ride except me. Doctor, is this your doing? It's Maldon's, in a manner of speaking. He finally pushed the system too far. What? He and Vicane are in the custody of some former Capitol Guards. You know, there's going to be a lot of posts needing Viltran employees again. Mm. Mm. Maybe I've had my fill of retirement at that. They'll need firefighters too. Good luck to you both. Oh, oh come here and give me a big hug. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Goodbye, Lair. Wendell. Doctor. See you, Doctor. Come on, Servo. Let's go. For your safety, please keep hands and feet on board the Servitor. <laughs> you didn't really think I'd agreed with Vicane's methods back there in the control room, did you? Well, for a few seconds. Oh, I think I might have forgotten how sneaky you could be. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I had to let things reach ahead. I needed Maldon to force the system to crash. Oh, I get it. And with the system down, you were free of those little golden things. <laughs> Mind you, Doctor, that could have ended badly. Well, it was a risk I had to take. But you're right. There's always a danger. If you want to go home... Home? Oh, don't be silly. I mean, the universe is a dangerous place. I've always known that. <laughs> Besides, someone's got to keep you safe. You have been listening to Doctor Who, The Conservators by Felicia Barker. The Doctor was played by Tim Trelaw, Joe Jones, Katie Manning, Wendell, Paul Copley, Lair, L.J. Parkinson, Vicane, Poppy Miller, Maldon, Gary Turner, Petros and Conservators, David O'Mahony. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Script editor and director, Nicholas Briggs. Sound design, Luke Pietnik. Music, Nicholas Briggs. Producer, Heather Challens. Senior producer, John Ainsworth. Executive producers, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Hay Gallery.
Hello, my name is Heather Challens and I'm the producer of the third Doctor Adventures, The Return of Joe Jones. Episode 2 was written by Felicia, complete polar opposite to what we'd had in episode 1, which was really thrilling. Obviously the previous releases, I'd only done sort of one story. I kind of had the opportunity to, to help brief writers to go anywhere and, and anywhere and do anything. And this was Joe's first kind of trip in the TARDIS. And so that was lovely. And so we go from very modern day Isle of Wight to this sort of cosmopolitan. I mean, it's a big, big city and it's run by robots. And there's a lot of political unrest um, because these robots are trying to control danger uh, and everyone has a risk rating. So it, we went from modern day Isle of Wight to a sort of dystopian, autocratic, alien, robotic world. So, you know, polar opposite. And Felicia did some really nice world building and really it's as much as it is about revolution there was also a really nice family drama at the heart of it which brought out some sort of nice nuances in Joe's character particularly as she is now a mother and a grandmother and a great-grandmother so it was nice it was nice to play around with those strengths of Joe's and for the doctor also to see how much Joe has changed and grown and how much she just simply is capable of now. Odd combination. Android features with an industrial chassis. Unless the people here all have caterpillar tracks. Reminds me of a of a bomb disposal robot. Something of the sort. Hello, I'm Felicia Barker and I wrote The Conservators. So I had a wide open brief here beyond the, the core concept of the set. So I was thinking historical or space. But what I was really thinking was something that would foreground, without necessarily being too on the nose, the difference between Joe Jones, the older character, and Joe Grant, the character she had been with the Doctor. The two pillars that I seized on were this sort of globe-trotting activist lifestyle she had had and the fact that she had raised this large family. And those two ideas mesh in an interesting way because that, there are all sorts of questions about looking after them but also looking after yourself. If you have dependence on you, taking care of yourself, which juxtaposes with the lifestyle that she's said to have had where she's sailing down waterfalls in a barrel and all of these things. So that was where the sort of the core theme came up of safeguarding, custody, looking out for others and looking out for yourself. Really, Joe here is in a position that is perhaps closer to the position the doctor used to have to take towards her. And I knew that plot-wise it would be a story that had some element of sort of civic revolt, protest, activism, because then you could show that was an area where Joe was at home, that she had experience of it, that she had done it before. Uh, all of which married up to this idea of a world that had outlawed danger, which is obviously absurd and doomed to failure. And, okay, so let's see how that fails. Wow! Well... I said, wow! So that's what you make of the 49th century, is it? Yeah, it was a very interesting uh, script. Um, for me, it represents the, the diversity of those seeking power. So you've got one on the one side representing the workers and 
the, the people and the other represented himself, but actually we discovered they're both very similar, that they're both after power really at the end of the day so um and it was quite odd being um emasculated as a doctor when he was trying to to use his special powers because um obviously he was prevented to by those horses so yeah it's for me it was about it's about how power is corrupted by those on all sides very much like for instance in animal farm and another fantastic guest cast wonderfully cast of course as always for me personally um it was a joy to to meet and work with paul copley um Having uh, been a, a massive fan of, um, of, of war films for a long time, you know, someone who's been in A Bridge Too Far and Zulu Dawn, amongst others, oh, and then hearing his stories from that time was just wonderful. Fascinating, as you would say. You know, Cliff and I, we went around the world fighting for peace and justice on Earth. We've faced plenty of danger without a TARDIS to get us out of it. And I never once took a risk without being sure my loved ones would be okay. I think after everything that's happened to her, she, you know, and her children are growing up and obviously the grandchildren are being, and they're all running, um, doing Cliff's work. She's made sure of that. I think she needs this moment because don't forget the the one other love of her life, whichever way you look at it, was the doctor. And she and, you know, Cliff knew all about the doctor. He knew about what he was trying to do. Joe went with Cliff and they were trying to do all the things that she learnt on this, you know, he was, Cliff was already doing it and then Joe comes in with all this other knowledge of travel and learning from the doctor um, about science and about trying to change the thinking on other planets and things like that. Um, and Joe has gone a long way from Munich, you know, she's never been much of, well, she never was. Um, and she's learned everything she's learned from the doctor. She then took into her life with Cliff and they worked all through that together. And I think this, it's like falling into the arms of the one person that she feels that she can just have that lovely last hurrah with. <laughs> Hello, my name is Heather Challens and I'm the producer of the third Doctor Adventures, The Return of Joe Jones. Episode 2 was written by Felicia, complete polar opposite to what we'd had in episode 1, which was really thrilling. Obviously the previous releases, I'd only done sort of one story. I kind of had the opportunity to, to help brief writers to go anywhere and, and anywhere and do anything, and this was Joe's first kind of tripping the TARDIS and so that was lovely and so we go from very modern day Isle of Wight to this sort of cosmopolitan I mean it's a big big city and it's run by robots and there's a lot of political unrest um, because these robots are trying to control danger uh, and everyone has a risk rating so it, we went from modern day Isle of Wight to a sort of dystopian autocratic alien robotic world so you know polar opposite and Felicia did some really nice world building and really it's as much as it is about revolution there was also a really nice family drama at the heart of it which brought out some sort of nice nuances in Joe's character particularly as she is now a mother and a grandmother 
and a great grandmother. So it was, ni- it was nice to play around with those strengths of Joe's. And for the doctor also to see how much Joe has changed and grown and how much she just simply is capable of now. Odd combination. Android features with an industrial chassis. Unless the people here all have caterpillar tracks. Reminds me of a, of a bomb disposal robot. Something of the sort. Hello, I'm Felicia Barker, and I wrote The Conservators. So I had a wide open brief here beyond the, the core concept of the set. So I was thinking historical or space. But what I was really thinking was something that would foreground, without necessarily being too on the nose, the difference between Joe Jones, the older character, and Joe Grant, the character she had been with the Doctor. The two pillars that I seized on were this sort of globe-trotting activist lifestyle she had had, and the fact that she had raised this large family. And those two ideas mesh in an interesting way, because there are all sorts of questions about looking after them, but also looking after yourself. If you have dependence on you, taking care of yourself, which juxtaposes with the lifestyle that she's said to have had, where she's sailing down waterfalls in a barrel and all of these things. So that was where the sort of the core theme came up of safeguarding, custody, looking out for others and looking out for yourself. Really, Joe here is in a position that is perhaps closer to the position the Doctor used to have to take towards her. And I knew that plot-wise it would be a story that had some element of sort of civic revolt, protest, activism, because then you could show that was an area where Joe was at home, that she had experience of it, that she had done it before. Uh, all of which married up to this idea of a world that had outlawed danger, which is obviously absurd and doomed to failure. And, okay, so let's see how that fails. Wow! Well... I said, wow! So that's what you make of the 49th century, is it? Yeah, it was very interesting uh, script. Um, for me, it represents the, the diversity of those seeking power. So you've got one on the one side representing the workers and the, the people, and the other representing himself. But actually, we discovered they're both very similar, that they're both after power really, at the end of the day, so, um, and it was quite odd being, um, emasculated as a doctor when he was trying to, to use his special powers, because, um, obviously he was prevented to by those forces. So, yeah, it's, for me, it was about, it's about how power is corrupted by those on all sides, very much like, for instance, in Animal Farm. And another fantastic guest cast, wonderfully cast, of course, as always. For me, personally, um, it was a joy to, to meet and work with Paul Copley, um, Having uh, been a, a massive fan of, um, of, of war films for a long time, you know, someone who's been in A Bridge Too Far and Zulu Dawn, amongst others, oh, and then hearing his stories from that time was just wonderful. Fascinating, as you would say. You know, Cliff and I, we went around the world fighting for peace and justice on Earth. We've faced plenty of danger without a TARDIS to get us out of it. And I never once took a risk without being sure my loved ones would be okay. I think after everything that's happened to her, 
she, you know, and her children are growing up and obviously the grandchildren are being, and they're all running, um, doing Cliff's work. She's made sure of that. I think she needs this moment because don't forget that the one other love of her life, whichever way you look at it, was the doctor. And she and, you know, Cliff knew all about the doctor. He knew about what he was trying to do. Joe went with Cliff and they were trying to do all the things that she learnt on this, you know, he was, Cliff was already doing it. And then Joe comes in with all this other knowledge of travel and learning from the doctor um, about science and about trying to change the thinking on other planets and things like that. Um, and Joe has gone a long way from Munich. You know, she's never been much of, well, she never was. Um, and she's learned everything she's learned from the doctor. She then took into her life with Cliff and they worked all through that together. And I think this, it's like falling into the arms of the one person that she feels that she can just have that lovely last hurrah with. Hello. Don't speak to my kin. Oh. You got me to fill you in. No need to tarnish their record. I'll talk to who I want. Mm, sure. Right up till you're talking to the servos. Whatever. Yes, I'm Paul Copley, and I'm playing Wendell, who um, is a hard-bitten ex-military man, and um, grieving still for his dead wife, who died from a heart attack, we find, and overprotective of his non-binary child. Because I'd done a Doctor Who audio in the past, I knew that I was, you know, I knew it was sci-fi. I suppose I didn't expect to be on a planet controlled mainly by uh, robots. <laughs> so he's a rounded character. He tries to understand uh, other people too. Um, so yeah, there's a depth uh, to the character, which is good to play. You know, you see more than one side of him, which is always um, more interesting to act than a straightforward sort of out-and-out -out lout <laughs> or, or, uh, <laughs> or, you know, just a, a straightforward character that you only see one side of. <laughs> and it's always great to do these recordings uh, because the characters are really interesting and engaging and the actors that play them are equally so. My name is LJ Parkinson, and I am playing Lair. What can I tell you about Lair? Uh, they are very confident, they are very anarchistic, and they do not like being told what to do by their dad, and they're very political, and they're not afraid to step out of the rule book in order to evoke change. I think the relationship between Wendell and Lair is a very interesting one because they have to come sort of full circle with each other. At the beginning, it looks like one doesn't understand the other and one doesn't agree with the other, but by the time we reach the end, there's a sort of newfound respect and harmony in their relationship. The first time I read the script, I was really excited because, I mean, I got to work with you guys the first time round in lockdown and we were all in our in our little houses with our little microphones. And uh, so this time around, I was like, oh, yes, I get to see everyone. I get to meet everyone. And then <laughs> I didn't. I had to record right in my room, but it's OK, because I, you know, to just to I felt like I was there in the room. And the script itself is uh, 
as exciting as ever. Explain yourself now, or I bring the roof down on us both. No, thought not. Then I suppose we'll have to talk. I'm the doctor. Oh, the off-worlder I met your friend. If you want to help, be elsewhere. My name is Poppy Miller, and I've been playing the character of Vi Kane, Resistance underground fighter on a mission. A woman is in the army, she's military, and that's been her career. She's also got layers of bitterness and regret and sadness, which she's channeling into a vengeful and, in her mind, maybe not in her heart in the end, but in her mind, justified action. She's going for the greater good. My first reaction on reading the script was, oh, goody, I get to do another one of these. I really enjoyed the other one I did. Also, I, I'm curious about the world of it. You know, you always have that experience with these stories, you know. I liked the, um, the idea that there are these sort of polarities set up, old enemies, but they're in separate places, so the story's going to bring them together for one climax, which is true of Vicane and Maldon, and also Vicane and her brother-in-law, and also her separation from Lair. Within the story, and so when the characters do come together in this urban situation, it's quite exciting because you, you you work out who they all are, and then you bring them together, and then the situation unfolds, and the jeopardy's high, and so I really like that aspect of it, and I like the way that um, the Doctor and Joe insert themselves into that with their sort of lighter, more objective touch as they do, but it's it's got wit. Why don't I know what's happening out there? We are experiencing an unprecedented escalation in baseline public hazard. My name is David Omani and I am playing the Conservators and Petros. So the Conservators are a group or an army of robots employed by the evil Maldon um, who basically are like a cross between police officers, service units, uh, basically they do everything so they can they can switch from being um, transport to being uh, deadly weapons. I kind of really liked it, having grown up with um, with films like iRobot and things like that, and you know Asimov's uh, rules. The, the whole concept of uh, of robots and even the robots' uh, freedom of choice was quite interesting. So I yeah, I really enjoyed it. Plus, I'm really looking forward to hearing how my voice goes weird in a roboty kind of way. Nick Briggs wanted the Conservatives to sound almost too polite, almost too nice, especially when they're saying, you will now be neutralized, um, to really kind of, you know, hammer home the, um, the evilness of them, but also to juxtapose to Maldon being this, you know, megalomaniac um, politician, basically. So, yeah. I mean, the third Doctor is, is so amazing and everyone kind of remembers John Pertwee with such warmth and I think what's incredible is finding uh, an actor like Tim who just I, I literally close my eyes and I can I can see John Pertwee saying these lines um, and yeah the, the relationship between the Doctor and Joe Jones is so it's so adorable like it's it's so it, it's 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 all kinds of relationships it's 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 fatherly and daughterly it's friendly it's it's yeah it's they've got really and and uh, katie and tim have a really lovely uh really lovely chemistry um and i i hope that john would be um quite proud of what we're doing where's it taking them processing like any other criminal 
So why don't I get the rickshaw treatment? You are an anomaly, Doctor. You require exceptional measures. My name is Gary Turner. I am playing Premier Maldon, a driver and a doorman. My first feeling was, because obviously you, you read it and it's like, when you're an actor, you go, oh, what's going on here? And it was like, yes, this is a good, good Doctor Who villain. And he gets to do really interesting tech things and hurt people and then lose. I think he truly believes that he has society's best interests at heart and he is incredibly intelligent and knows how to understand massive amounts of data and use it to bring about the most peaceful outcome. But the methods that that, that, he, that he uses the data for, the methods for achieving that beautiful, happy, harmonious society are turn out to be somewhat dubious and not dissimilar from a fascist dictator. I grew up. That's that Tom Baker and John Pertwee were my doctors as a, as a child. Yeah. And I always found them, I think I was quite young. Um, so they were always a bit scary for me. And there were times like if I was ever poorly and Doctor Who was on, it would always climb into my nightmares, kind of the, the monsters and things. But um, I loved John and Katie. But what I liked was the new things that started to turn up, like the cars and the Whommobile. Whom drives the Whommobile? Thank <laughs> you.